It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Moo Cat Ridge. Bringing the bull. What's up, gents? Gentlemen. Been a minute. I know. Last week, uh. Been a few minutes. Had, uh. Had an event or was traveling last week, so we had to let everybody's ears recover from previous episodes. They're gonna need more time than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. So <laughs> lo and behold, it's like a, a mental turd that won't flush. Right, but hang on a second. So at the event at Old Town Havana in Orange, California was a Sultans of Smoke listener. And he, what? yeah, what? man, he, he bought a ticket to the dinner and uh, bought some cigars and, and had dinner. And it was cool, man. It was weird. Like, like I'll meet people like at IPCPR, like, you know, TPE or whatever that listen to our podcast. And I, I know that's hard to believe. And they'll be like, dude, I don't, like, I don't know. You guys just, I, he's like, like, I just like listening to it, you know? And yeah. Whatever, but, uh, yeah, so this guy, uh, it was cool, man, and he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, I kind of miss Danny, I'm a big Romacraft guy, whatever, I'm like, well, you know, Danny's not with Romacraft anymore, but, uh, obviously he knows that, but, uh, yeah, ended up being a real cool dude, and, uh, actually sat next to him during dinner, and, um, it's just cool, man, because, like, I, I think sometimes we don't necessarily realize like we don't have a lot of listeners, right? <laughs> but but people do listen. Uh, Some it's do. Kind of cool sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some do. Well, the people that listen are consistent, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not everybody's cup of tea, but for some reason, we hit the spot for certain people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said to him, I said, "Are you one of those people that listens to us to feel better about your own life?" <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, he's not going to give you the truth to that. Come on. Yeah, yeah I don't judge. <laughs> uh, shit. So one thing I did want to talk about today. Um, our cigar reviewers. I, Here we go. So the one thing... I don't know if do you guys watch any cooking shows like Chopped or like anything like that where they have those competitions? For sure. Okay. Drewfus, no. you watch any of those? No. You ever watch like Food Network, Beat Bobby Flay, anything mm. like that? Nothing. No. Okay. You can you can imagine if two people cooked food and somebody else judged it though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Happens all oh. the time. Oh, there you go. Good, uh, good enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, like there, there are these cooking competitions where people cook a dish and and then they give it to the, the panel and they try it and they figure out. And so these people, some of them are really creative and they come out with these really great dishes. But part of the job of the panel is to find out, like, 
not only the positives in it, but they try to literally like critique even little things that like a regular consumer wouldn't even fucking care about, right? As long yeah. as it tastes good. It really, it, those shows are kind of a microcosm of the cigar industry in a way, right? Like the the reviewers are looking and experiencing a cigar in a much different way than somebody smoking it at a shop. I think that's part of the reason there's such a discrepancy between cigars that consistently rank higher and what you see people actually smoking. Right? Um, everybody likes to fancy themselves uh, in, in whatever way using different metrics. Um, and what they smoke and what they think it says about them and, and you know, oh, this cigar's rated this or this cigar's hard to get or, or whatever. But one of the things on these cooking shows is these are actually professionals that are judging these contestants, okay? Their life is food, right? Sure, and sure. With, with cigars and cigar reviewers, I cannot tell you how many reviews I've read, even about my own stuff, where they just don't get shit right. Literally, like I factual watch factual things, factual not, stuff, not like subjective I, things. Not subjective, literal factual stuff. Right? Now, I understand part of that is confusing because there's still a lot of stuff out there about Patina being made of Mombacho and all of that. I get, I, so I can understand that. But it's not just with Patina. It's a lot of other stuff, too. And I think that... I'm not saying that you have... And God knows, when we started Sultans, we didn't know anything that we were doing. I um, mean... We still but don't. The, well, right. <laughs> but at the same time, we were, we were kind of some of the first non now we never made it as big as the other ones yeah but we were some of the first non like mainstream reviewers yeah. right like yeah. some of the first to like try to be something i mean really were if you think about it mm-hmm. I and mean, would you agree with that yeah and so not to say we were any good but we, we were, you know, I mean, whatever. And we had decent cigars. I mean, we had people sending us cigars. Can you review this? But these days, it's just way too easy for anybody to pick up a cigar and call themselves a reviewer. I had a guy yesterday, I'm watching his thing, and he's like, I left this cigar outside in the wind for 15 minutes. Connecticut, precipitation, by the way. Okay. In the wind for 15 minutes, I came out and it's still lit. Speaks to the quality of the cigar. But the cigar started... <laughs> but hold on. But the cigar started to crack. So I have to deduct points for that. Bro. Hmm. You just left it... Sit, you just said you left it sitting in the wind for 15 minutes. On a fucking Connecticut wrapper. I guess my point is, and look, I don't care. People are always going to have their opinions. But my point is that 
there has to be some sort of standard of knowledge where people are going to critique the work of other people whose livelihoods they are affecting with their words. Even if a guy or girl reviewer has, let's say, 20, 20 to 30, 100 followers, and they give your cigar a bad review, not knowing a fucking thing, wouldn't know a good cigar if, you know, somebody handed it to him and said, this is the pinnacle of cigar making, right? And these people yeah. could affect your livelihood with no credentials, none. You know, and for smaller brands, every hand matters. So even if you got 20 people that follow your site or your whatever, that's tw- and, and you give a cigar a bad review and whatnot, that's 20 people potentially that are never going to try that cigar just because they read some fucking random-ass person on the internet writing about a cigar. There's a problem yeah. there. Yeah. It's interesting. I was, I was just talking to our friend Andre out in Sweden mm-hmm. about this. Uh, mm-hmm. he, wrote a, he wrote a blog post about uh, being a cigar reviewer and tips for, for starting to review cigars. So check sure. that out, guys. A uh, little plug for him, uh, AndreDiaz95.com. Um, anyway, um, it, it's interesting, right? So there's a lot of stuff that, that people do or don't know they should even be doing when they review stuff. Okay. I, I find some things kind of fascinating. One of them is if you're if you're going to review a cigar and like for a legitimate review, should you be pairing that cigar with something? And if you do, you should tell somebody about it. Right. (laughs) Like if I'm reviewing, uh, let's say that I'm reviewing a Patina Connecticut and I bust out, uh, you know, some, some Booker's uh, bourbon, right. I'm not going to taste that cigar. It's just not going to come through at all. I mean, you no flavor from your cigar. Sorry, that's the reality. Yeah. Um, right. so like That's clearly a crappy pairing and clearly a terrible idea. Uh, it just feels like you're not reviewing the cigar at that point. You're reviewing a pairing. Uh, and to mm-hmm. me, that's a very different thing. And I think some people are mm-hmm. great at calling that out. Other people never say it, but you know they do it, and it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's an interesting thing that people do. Um, I think there's... I I was noticing this about a couple of reviewers. I, I watched a couple of YouTube things, which I don't mm-hmm. do that. Um, but but there's people that I think this is interesting. I think in order to be a reasonably good cigar reviewer, you have to be able to smoke any type of cigar, right? Like any, you know, like a, a mild, a medium, a full, whatever, right? And at least yeah. at least understand what quality is like in that category. Right. And and not be like, oh, it's mild. I, I would never recommend it. Right. Right. You, what are you doing? You're, you're not reviewing a cigar at that point. It's like saying, uh, you know, I'm a food reviewer and I go to an Italian restaurant and I'm like, oh, don't come here. It's an Italian restaurant. Right. Who the fuck wants to hear that? What a dumb, what a dumb opinion. Right. Um, and then I think the other thing that's interesting is that especially for the little guys, everything is it's like the TV shows you were talking about. It's all about some drama. You need to get some drama into your review. It has to be interesting. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, so you have to have some fascinating way of describing something, or you have to have a controversial opinion because this is what gets uh, eyes on your stuff and what gets ads and all that, right? And, right, right. And it's just kind of painful because most things are not actually full of drama. Right. What? So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Weird, right? Weird. You How must- many times have you have you smoked a cigar and been like this is a dramatic experience <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're like i'm kind of blown away here right that's right. something or this is terrible and making me feel some kind of way right but but it's not frequent where you're like oh the drama of the cigar smoking i, I know it's not what it is i know <laughs> and here's the cigar from the top ropes like right. <laughs> yeah exactly that's not what we're doing here yeah uh, it's I don't know man I guess I don't know I just think that there there's just too much too much but I see it all the time too where there's just factual errors Oh, yeah. Like, I get difference of opinion. That's fine. That's legitimate. That's the world we live in. You should have a, a slightly different subjective experience with, with flavors than another person. Sure. But if I was like, oh, man, this Patina Connecticut is so good because of all the Honduran tobacco in it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just incorrect. No, I saw should somebody stop completely list wrong tobaccos on, the, on a Habano review the other day. I you gotta wonder the where they, they found it. it. No idea. They said it was like Indonesian or something like that. It's like, what the fuck? Where do these people get this shit? Because they didn't. They, I don't think they made it up, right? Somebody must have told them that. I hope. I don't know. That's well, one weird. guy claimed that his buddy told him that the cigars were aged for five to ten years before being released. Bro, this ain't fucking PG cigars. It's patina. I mean, you know. You didn't want to not make any money for five to ten years? <sighs> Unbelievable. Anyway. Drew, what do you think? <laughs> not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Um, I mean... Go ahead. Come on. I mean, I know that, look at when we were first starting, we made these same types of mistakes, right? But we also got better over time. Kind, kind of. of. Kind I don't of. think we were that bad. <laughs> but you know what, bro? There wasn't as much information readily available at that time either. I think, he, here's what I think. I think our reviews, like, uh, like writing, per se, mm-hmm. was bad. Mm-hmm. I think the reviews were pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. And we had all the information you guys just mentioned in there. Right. What, if even, we were pairing well, even, it, what we were pairing even it with. seven short years. Oh, and by the way, we always would list our pairing. Yeah. That's right. Uh, my stupid ass used to review cigars with protein shakes. I mean... <laughs> We didn't, it's not like we were going to be fucking cigar aficionado, but you know, it was fun and it was different, but we were transparent. And I think that's what's missing. And there wasn't the absolute plethora of information 
corruption that there is today. I mean, you can find out anything about a cigar these days. Pretty much, as long as it's disclosed. Right. But I would, I would actually recommend that most people do write reviews. I think it's a really good idea, uh, as long as you are transparent and using it to learn something or teach yourself something or reflect. And, you know, you do at least that minimum amount of work to understand it. I think that's a great thing. People learning stuff can only be good. But people putting their opinions out there without doing any work at all in the world, always, no matter what it is, whether it's cigars or something else, it's bad. I made I made a joke today. I said, uh, with Facebook being down, <laughs> people are going to have a hard time researching anything to learn today. <laughs> uh, everybody's source of information. You couldn't anyway, po- you couldn't post that anywhere though for people to read it. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> that's true. The meme economy took a hit. The meme economy. That's right. Um, what was the other thing? So. So to switch gears, switch gears, I uh, I get back from Cal. So real quick, I did get to hang out with Andrew from Small Batch, which is always a pleasure. Uh, great dude. It's um, a wonderful human being right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, he really is, man. Very nice guy. Um, uh, so I get back, dude. I'm at the gym on Friday, and I had this crown that I got on about 10 years ago. Actually, Drew, you, I don't know, were we friends at, this happened in Tulsa. Possibly. Where um, I was eating one night, and then, like, my, I ended up getting a root canal. So, anyway, I'm at the gym on Friday, and my crown comes, I'm chewing gum, and my crown comes, like, off, right? So, for the last three days, before I got to go to the dentist today, the last three days, I've been pretty much surviving on protein shakes, more or less, and a little bit of hard-boiled egg because the way the tooth was, like, jamming up against my tongue, so, like, dude, I couldn't whatever, right? So today, man, I just fucking went nuts. I went to Portillo's, and I think I ordered the entire menu. Nice. Did you get the shake? Hell yeah. No, I didn't get the shake. What? <laughs> Large fry, chili cheese dog, a beef sandwich, and a burger. Sounds pretty good. But it was nice. Brownie chocolate cake shake or whatever. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's a little over Chocolate top, cake yeah. shake. No, no, no. That tops it off. <laughs> but here's my question for you guys. Which led me, and the reason I did that, man, is because I've been eating really, really clean lately. And I like, I feel like you always <laughs> know when you're eating clean. Because you start to have cravings for bad shit. Yeah. Right? You yep. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sort of, except you have those cravings even if you don't eat clean. Well, yeah, I guess. But, <laughs> it just uh, means Drew, it's Monday. Drew, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. When I when I was um, like doing shows and stuff, it was always the weirdest shit, too. Mm-hmm. Y- you become like a, like a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. What kind of things did you crave, Drew? So I I don't like chocolate at all. I mean, I'll eat it here and there, but I don't I don't like chocolate. And mm-hmm. during like prep, it would always be chocolate cake that I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I wonder why. N- no idea. Weird. Always chocolate cake. That's 
weird. So here's my question. Well, let me just... So by, by last night, man, I fuck Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm never taking a day for granted. Like, where if I want to eat something, I'm going to fucking eat it. And either I got to work out harder, you know, burn more calories that day or whatever, or that's the only meal I'll eat, right? Yeah. And keep it within reason. I mean, really, if you want to lose weight, it really comes down to caloric intake versus outtake. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. Um, so I did it. So my question for you guys is, have you ever been in a situation where you had like just something that like, you know, you would just take for granted and then you're like, you know what, man, no more. Like, that's it. Like, you know what, when I get through X, Y, Z, then I'm going to X, you know, A, B, C. And then one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I have to think on this. That's probably a food one, though, for me, too. Like, as I've gotten older, it's like, there's a lot of times when I'm like, I don't fuck, like, uh, my birthday, my wife's birthday just passed. And we got together with family, and they always do, like, cakes or cookie cakes or something, cupcakes, whatever, something. I don't I don't ever do that shit. And I, I don't know, I really never have. But there's times when I'm like, fuck it, I want this. I'm doing it. <laughs> Whether it's like bad for me or not, or right, yeah, I don't know, food, some sort. Mm-hmm. I eat pretty clean most of the time, so I I don't know those times when it does pop up. Yeah, fuck it, I'm right, eating yeah. it. I'm just not a big dessert person, is which is fortunate, I guess, for me. Yeah, very, very lucky. Absolute cow. Yeah, I also eat very clean. <laughs> <laughs> Organic. He washes his hands before every meal. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a part of a salad for dinner. In that I had ranch dressing on my sandwich. Mm-hmm. So it's like like a salad. That's pretty. What kind of sandwich did you have? It's just a chicken sandwich. You put a little. Uh... You know what I liked about chicken? <laughs> it wasn't a little. <laughs> okay, so you doused it, bathed it in fucking rain. It was enough to get the side eye from my wife. Right. Nice. <laughs> the one thing I like about chicken is there's, because chicken itself is pretty fucking boring. Um, well, at least I should say, I don't know, chicken breast is pretty boring. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of different... It's very versatile at the same time. Like, you could use a million different combinations. I mean, you can go the Buffalo way. You can go fucking like a, a Santa Fe way or like a super fresh-ass type way. And it's all good. hmm You know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still team beef. But I, I, I do like that little bit of versatility of the chicken. It's got its place. Yeah. Talked about it before. It belongs in a nice, uh, you know, boneless buffalo wing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the one thing Drew and I'll team up on Moan. Yeah. 
And pumpkin spice. No, I've never had one. <laughs> I was gonna say Drew's Drew's not team pumpkin spice. Oh man. Coffee. I've black. had so many pumpkin spice things though. It is ridiculous. Every time you say PSL, I think of personal seating licenses. What is that? Those are like what the like the Bears have. So like you don't actually buy season tickets, you buy like a seat license. And there's what does like that this do? Well, it just Get guarantees your seat. Yeah. How's that different from it? season tickets? I'm not really sure exactly the the nitty gritty of it, but I mean these things like passed on through generations. So they're like when they come up or some become available, it's a pretty big deal. But. Yeah, that's what I always think of when you say PSL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So. Apparently, so a personal seat license allows you to buy season tickets. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah, so it lets you buy the season tickets as many times as you want. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not interested in that at all. No, I'm sure. A little pumpkin action's good for you, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Man, we went pumpkin know. picking. We've been apple picking, like, three times. We're, we're all in already. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 I'm betting Halloween parties are going to be fucking nuts this year. Probably. Yeah. Do you guys dress up? No. For Halloween? Yeah, well, or for anything, really, <laughs> can go on. Halloween party, yeah. <laughs> but not necessarily on Halloween. So you're yeah. only dressing up for the party part of it, which is fair. Yeah. Not for, like, scaring trick-or-treaters or whatever. No, I probably I probably won't dress up on Sunday afternoon for trick-or-treaters. <laughs> well, Drewfus, you guys typically have something at your house, don't you? Yeah, we do. We will this year. Nice. What are you dressing up as? I don't know. I uh, I need to pick something still. Any suggestions? Do you just like mentally go through lists of Arnold movies and pick a role? I have in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna bring. You're gonna dip your cigar in tequila this year. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Have you guys tried that, by the way? No, I actually. I I need to just for. For uh, podcast purposes, this weekend right. I'll do it. Did we figure out what kind uh, of te- tequila it was? No, I thought you knew. You were making fun of Kyle for not paying attention to the video. No, I just he, he it did say what it was, and yeah, you could figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure. I just don't know shit about tequila. I don't either. Arnold probably doesn't either. I'm only a tequila fan if it's in uh, margaritas. <laughs> Dip your cigar in your margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Drag it across the salt. You know, get it going. I have, uh, I have smoked a cigar with a margarita. How is that? It doesn't sound great. Eh, I mean, it's like having Mountain Dew with it. So, C- cigars are great with slushies. Yeah, uh, margaritas kind of like slushies. 
Yeah, but no. it's it's the it's the flavor, not the like texture, I guess. I gotcha. Mountain Dew's not a great pairing drink because it's you know, lemon limey. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Let's see here. So Mo Mm-hmm. You had mentioned something about a big spender at this event. Oh, yeah. So, I, I have to make sure to ask about this. Yeah. So, uh, we're there, man. And, uh, okay. So, a lot of, how do I put this? Um, one of the things about the cigar industry, just like any sort of, luxury product or or whatever as we know people chase hard to get stuff right yes so the uh the dinner the dinner for the event was was 70 bucks which included three cigars okay and uh three course meal right yep so the guy bought the ticket to the event whatever came had dinner and then after the, you know, after the dinner and all that, we announced what the deals were and stuff like that. So dude gets up, buys two boxes of uh, Tatawahe Monster Mash or whatever. Yeah. A sampler of monsters. Yep. And then two boxes of Destino Siglos. The, uh, Can't fault his choice there. No, not at all. I mean, it was all good stuff. And then in order to get the the Destinos, he had to buy some other stuff because he couldn't just buy those. So I don't remember what they were. Anyway, his his total his total. I mean, I I, I was watching it being rung up. It was like probably two G's, man. Right? Mm, yeah. Not one fucking patina. So I was like, huh. I should just start, like, marketing myself to, like, other brands. Is like, here, we'll do a patina event so people could buy your stuff. <laughs> you know? I'll get them in the door. Yeah. <laughs> I set them up, you knock them down. <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty funny, though. I thought that was funny. <laughs> kind of sad, but funny, too. But, you know, we talk about we talk about being on the road as a smaller brand, bridging that gap of not being able to, to advertise and all of that. And while that's important, um, sometimes I really wonder though, at the same time, like, is it worth it? You know, because when you're too small, nobody really gives a fuck. Um, yeah, you got to find a way nature. to get to a certain size, right? You have to hit right. a certain size, otherwise yeah. you don't. You just, you just don't go. Right. That's pretty much yeah. So we just got to keep plugging away. I want to say thank you to Vince. Uh, so yeah. our buddy Vince, that was at B and B, is now at Sons Cigar in uh, Exton, Pennsylvania. Um. You know, appreciate him, man. Uh, he hooked up the dudes in Canada for an event that they did with some cigars. And uh, that Sean and, and those, you know, ICS guys. Bunch of good people. Oh, yeah. 
and uh that was awesome so vince appreciate all the support as always man and uh yeah dude good shit good to be back man <laughs> so i don't know i i've my my opinion of cigars over time has changed in a variety of ways but i feel like at this point if i were to say how much of, of having a successful cigar company is good cigars versus good mm-hmm. marketing I'd say it's probably 10%, 90%. Oh, 100%. The, well, that's, that's <laughs> that is 100%. You're correct. Um, I know. But it might even be like less than that, right? Your cigars have to hit a certain bar of quality. Right. And then after that, it's marketing, in my opinion. Yeah, it really is. They can't be complete trash. No. No. But then nobody cares after that. Correct. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody cares. Some people care, but not enough people care that it matters. So. Yeah, I think that's been proven. Sorry, I was taking a over, drink. Yeah, yeah, over, over, and over again. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's marketing. Yeah. Marketing, marketing. Some sales secondarily to marketing. Yeah. Well, yeah, a big part of it is, man. Um, right or wrong, doesn't really matter. But that's that's what people reward, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but it's easier to worry about that stuff when you're more established. See, but that's a fucking fine line, too. Because if you come out guns blazing with the marketing shit, people look at you as a gimmick. Well, there's you're, yeah. you, you can do good marketing and not be a gimmick. Correct. But there's always that you're able to get away with over-the-top marketing stuff once you're established with a good product, which is, like, really weird, Right. Because, like, if you come out with a fancy-ass package or whatever, people are going to approach it with skepticism, I feel like, if you're unknown. Yeah, I mean, you take, let's say you take the uh, an Opus X uh, release, right? Like mm-hmm. the 20th anniversary where they came out with those incredible boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything about the presentation was absolutely on point, absolutely right. perfect. Like one of the best presentations that I've seen yeah. recently. Very expensive cigar. You take that, you put somebody else's logo on it, right? And you're like, this is a this is a moo cow cigar. <laughs> right? right? How does that go? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Not as well. Right. So that's fair. Yeah, I mean... You're brand new and you're coming out with a $20 cigar, right? I've heard that a lot of times to a lot of people. Right. So It is, man. And I mean, even to this day, I still once in a while get, oh, you know, your price point's kind of high for a brand nobody's heard of. But by and large, I don't hear that as much as I did two years ago. I mean... Every year that goes by, you establish a little bit more legitimacy. So, but I mean, dude, at the same time, if you're looking at it, too, there's so many supply chain issues right now. 
that like the more intricate or complicated your process is for any part of your getting cigars to market, you're only delaying yourself. Sure. You know? So, I don't know. We're in a weird phase right now, I feel like, overall. It just feels weird. I don't know how to explain it. Mo doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I don't know where we... I don't know where we go from here, but it's hard to imagine that product is going to be just this fast and this continuous coming out new shit. I just don't see how that is, but could be wrong. I don't know. You would think that what's probably going to happen at least to some degree is you're going to see, because you saw a lot of these really, really big companies over, over the last, what, two years, right? There were like layoffs for rollers and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they all came back really hard and they all need their product made. And some of them, you know, fight with other, like they make their stuff in the same factory as some other brands. So I'm guessing they're going to push their weight around a little bit, try to displace a little bit, you'd expect, right? Uh, Cal, I don't know where you came up with that. I'm going to assume. You've probably heard that from somebody, but maybe not. Because if you didn't, that's a really astute observation, and you're 100% fucking right. I mean, it's just basic understanding of how the cigar market works, I think, would lead you to that. Yeah. Yeah. The fact no that most most companies don't have their own cigar factories, right? Yes. And there's not enough cigars being made right now because there's a ton being imported. So mm-hmm. I have to imagine that trying to get your stuff made at any factory that has <laughs> has other people that want to make a lot of stuff, right? Like there's just there's a bottleneck there. Yeah. And whoever pays their way out of it or shoves their weight around is the one who wins, right? That's how yeah. that always works in any business, isn't it? Yeah, very much. Yeah. This is actually one of the few times where it almost is advantageous to be smaller. One of the very few times. Um, Because your production is not going to throw off any grand plans. Okay. Oh, I got you. You're not really in the way. Yeah, you're not in the way. Like, you could take your 10 cigars. You're going to be fine. You know? Gotcha. (laughs) So there's that. And, I would think you'd uh, be in danger of getting bumped by just about anybody, though, right? Depends what factory you're in. Yeah, it too. depends That's what factory That's a huge, you're huge question. Yeah. And it also depends, does the factory have their own cigars that they put out? And what tobacco do they use in their cigars versus what they use for your cigar? And sure. even if they say, okay, we're going to still make your same production level, you're going to get... You know, grade fucking triple A shit. Right? Sure. So, I don't know. Whatever. It's going to be nuts. So, to switch gears and speaking of quality. Switch it. Uh, VQ hit me up with all of these new favors of flavors of those uh, things, <laughs> keto bars. And some favors. And some favors, yeah. I didn't, 
I didn't fucking realize he's moving to Canada, which is wild. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. But congrats to VQ getting married. So, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, Mrs. VQ. Mrs. VQ, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So I got I to gotta get on that. I have to check. I haven't been able to find them. I think Costco might have them. But those things are delicious. Have you tried different ones, Drew? I haven't tried any of them. I haven't tried any of them. You gotta try them, guys. Tell them. If, you, if you like Reese's, the peanut butter pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, is outstanding. And then Quest now makes these peanut butter cups that, that literally taste just like Reese's, maybe even better. They're awesome. But if you don't like chocolate and peanut butter, then anything I'm saying right now, <laughs> just disregard. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. So here's a question for you guys. Whoa. Uh-oh. Because you, you guys are Fuente guys. So it's almost that time of the year where they start releasing the Opus stuff, right? Generally speaking. Sure. Yeah, close to it. Okay, so with everything that has kind of transpired over the last, you know, couple of years, and, and as we look at even moving forward with supply, potential supply constraints and all that, are you guys going to try to get some stock up on Opus this holiday season, or are you going to just, like, normal, or are you just, like, whatever? I'm already stocked up on aging opus. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not really much of a need there, I guess. I okay, might, but here's I the might try to pick up a handful, though. Okay. All right. So look. If they come out with a new one, I'll grab it. That's about it. Okay. But if you know, and again, you guys, if you guys know, you guys like smoking those cigars. Now, if I can go, and I actually like Opus, too. I'm not saying I don't. I just don't actively seek them out. But if you guys, know, like, okay, I guess I would look at it like this. I've been aging a few for a couple of years, right? If I, if I hit this batch this year, I'll grab a few to replace whatever I've been, and then I can at least smoke a couple in the near future. Because yeah, I know that I have backups aging. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, they age all wrong. You don't have a don't have a constant supply. Right. So I would almost think like you'd at least pick up a couple every year, wouldn't you? Depends how long you age them. Okay. I'm in the I'm in the five or more years for most opus. Oh, good lord! Yeah, so, so, so one year is not going to hurt me very much. But if you don't get any from a given year, that's one year of aging you lose on potential replacements. Yeah, but uh, so that's true. If I if I were going through them at a, a reasonably constant rate, that would be accurate. Mm -hmm. right. My problem with cigars overall, though, is that <laughs> I buy them significantly faster than I smoke them. Gotcha. Makes sense. So it's not going to, like, I have enough shit right now to age for a very, very long time. Uh, and... I 
I could prob- stop probably bu- to the point where I should stop buying stuff. Yeah, I could. A lot I could. This is not going to be any good. I could stop buying cigars today and have enough to smoke <laughs> for the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> is it that right. many? Damn. Not Opus, but cigars in general. That's a lot, a lot of cigars. Oh, I'm not quite. Okay, that so bad, here's. But it's still a lot. Okay, so here's a question for you guys too. Then, what is it in us that you let's just say that you know and honestly i don't carry as many cigars as you do in my personal like i I don't um but i still have a a decent amount but not not like you guys but yeah i'll still i mean so like you know that you have enough cigars to pretty much last you for forever right if you you know whatever what keeps you buying (laughs) there's always new shit to try it's a good question yeah well you know, you try something that you like, mm-hmm. and you're like, I want a bunch of that, and a bunch mm-hmm. of that is a box. So now I have a box. And then okay. something else and comes. I add it to the pile yep. of boxes. Okay, fair enough. I get it. But, like, if you like something so much, why don't you smoke more? Of that thing, or? Just in general. Like, how do we get to the point where we are buying so many more cigars than we're smoking, why aren't we smoking more cigars? Or what buying is fewer, it a, either way. Sure. Yeah. But but there's this there's this thing, this this like this just fucking enjoyment when you go into a humidor and you buy something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and you just look at all your cigars, and it just feels nice. I don't yeah. know. Like, options. Maybe it's a psychological disorder. I don't know. Okay, so here's another question for you guys. How much of the stuff you currently have... So you say, I have enough cigars so I don't ever really have to buy cigars. But even within what you have now, how much... If you're being honest with yourself, okay... How, what percentage would you say, yeah, my palate is not really there anymore. I'm probably never going to smoke those. Because that's another danger that people, I think, don't always think about when they think about aging cigars and buying cigars and letting them sit. Yeah, that's a pretty small percentage for me. Yeah. Okay. I've continually enjoyed pretty much the whole range. Okay. So... It'd have to be weird to to dislike stuff. I have I have over time accumulated a bunch of shit that I had to get rid of because I was never going to smoke it. Right. Yeah. Remember I sent all that to Dave that time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another bin full. Okay. So what what percentage of of you know whatever you, cigars you have do you think that would make up? Yeah, but I'm not going to smoke those. I don't count that. Okay. You were never going to smoke those, right? No, not now. No. Look, I okay. probably like like Cow said. So, it looked good. I bought like three of them, smoked one, and was like, "Eh, it was all right." And I threw the other right. two back. <laughs> and the next time oh, I went okay. in, I did the same thing. And gotcha. Okay. Or you go to that event that has yes. like the the bag of of cigars that it's part of the yeah. entry. Yeah. You smoke like, one or two, and you're like, mm, fuck. "Yep." <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, anything that I'm like officially aging or mm-hmm. 
in in humidors like that that are like if there was a fire I would try to keep versus the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's nothing in there that zero percent. No. Yeah, I've maybe a couple percent of things that sneak in over time where you're like, meh, I'll get rid of that. And I keep the others really for non-cigar smokers when they're over and they're like, hey, I want a cigar. It's like, okay. I say that. Let me explain. So a person that I can tell or that I know well enough now that like <laughs> sm- smokes cigarettes and just wants a cigar, that person. Right. Yeah. Or someone that just, one of the guys comes over and, you know, I've got three or four buddies that we all smoke cigars every week type of guys. And then this other guy comes over with one of them that you know is not going to smoke. He's just doing it because everybody else is. Yeah. So not somebody I'm trying to get into cigars necessarily. I've already, yeah. I've already assessed them and it was like, no, they're, they're <laughs> never going to. They're just, are worth no more than a $2 cigar. <laughs> you know, this Rustica, the little shorty Nicarustica, is that you gave him? Yeah, something like that. No, I like <laughs> those. <laughs> You're my gas station-style friend. Keep a pack of black and milds in here. Yeah. Um, no, but I've got, I've got, that's where those cigars come in mm-hmm. for, uh, they're not bad. They're just right. not something I'm keen to smoke. Mm-hmm. A second time. Yeah, yeah. Get it. So it's legit. Yeah, that's what I would say. But Mo, don't you have like an absolutely huge number of cigars? No. I really They're don't. Owned by your brand. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. All for sale, but you know. Right. But no, I really don't. I don't have a ton of, uh, I don't keep like a massive, uh, and then, and then remember my, my attitude completely changed, uh, at the onset of COVID too. Smoke it all. Yeah. Fuck it. You know? So I started really smoking through a lot of stuff that I really didn't think I would smoke for a long time, you know? So yeah, definitely more of a. Don't take a day for granted, man. You know? Yeah. If you want to smoke something, smoke it. Um, if you want to eat a shit ton of food, eat that food. Yeah. I understand there might be some ramifications, but yeah. <laughs> it's Depending it. on uh, what runs in your family. But, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I think... I just think that... Uh, it's a really, it's really fascinating to, to talk to people about their buying patterns with cigars, you know? And I, and the other thing I think we are leaving out is, is what I call ego inventory, right? What's that? Like having stuff just to say you have it. Right. Versus this is stuff either I actually like or I'm actually going to smoke. Oh, it's like, you know, I was cool enough to get one of these. Yes. 
one of the, a box of this, one of this, one of that. Yeah. So I think all of us could be possibly guilty of that. I don't know. But it's I funny. I think people are. I think there's two two different types of that, right? One of them is like this is a, a memento of a friendship or something that somebody gave me. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like even somebody, even somebody sort of cigar famous, right. That's okay. A person gave it to you. Cool. Right. Sure. And then there's the, I was in the right place at the right time to buy a box of this, which doesn't make me any better or worse than any other person, but I sure was there. So I have it. Right. Yeah. Right? Which is just different. That, yeah. That's, that's not, not as cool yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. This is this is how uh, this is how I see it. Mo or Cal, have you guys ever um, <clears throat> paid for a vacation and then never taken it, but just to tell people that you were going to take that vacation? Drewfus, I haven't been on a vacation since seventh grade, so no. Well, you just went to Texas or somewhere, didn't California? Where'd you go? I wasn't on a vacation at an event. Yeah, that was okay. Shop. Work trip. You still <laughs> went and you had fun. I'm just saying, that's what that's what okay. buying these expensive cigars and and going, man, look what I got. Yeah. Yeah, you paid for a for a trip to uh, Europe, but you never took it. Like, fucking right. take it, take some photos of it, and then share it and and enjoy it. Right. So take a few photos. Do a little photo shoot with your cigar you don't want to smoke. And then and then fucking smoke it and enjoy it. Light that shit on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. At the I end of the day, somebody's gonna smoke that cigar. Yeah. Are you gonna That's be the be. person alive when they smoke it? Yeah. <laughs> or are you gonna have waited too long? Might as well be you. Well, yeah, you're. I mean, you're gonna be old, and your kids are gonna inherit it, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, what are cigars? All this shitty <laughs> cap. I'm throwing this. Weed? Throwing this people out. To, yeah. People used to be able to smoke these. It wasn't illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then it might be worth some money. Yeah. No shit. Pre ninety six percent tax. Bootlegging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Wild times, but I don't know. It, it's Smoke just your always, cigars. Yeah, I Smoke think that's kind of really what it comes down to. Smoke <laughs> them all, and then buy so more. So, boys, Smoke them. go ahead. Nothing. Right, go ahead. Not nothing. <laughs> They say buy smoke buy more. Yeah, smoke them, buy more, and smoke them too. There you go. Especially patina. Do a fo- do a photo shoot with them. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys go hang out in fucking humidors just to take pictures of cigars they don't buy. Yeah, uh, no, you got to buy them first, but mm-hmm. pull them out of your humidor, fucking do a photo shoot with that bad boy, and then fire it up, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue. You're going to wait too fucking long and it's going to be shit. And then you're going to be like, why didn't I fucking smoke that? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. There, there certainly is a uh, peak. And then not. Yep. Uh, 
trying to think of anything else interesting. Uh, anything else? So, I uh, remember that topic I brought up last week about having to hold one in and all of that. So, <laughs> fucking ends up happening to me, of course, on the plane. And uh, cool. Yeah, I held it. Yeah, it sucked. It sucks. <laughs> it's. It does. Yeah. Pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Try. Um, I did find. I, you know who we haven't heard from in a long time is Mae. That's Finally, true. You know, uh, we, him and I talked a little bit the other day. He's doing good, so that's always good. Drinking his coffee. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> he was like, "I moved on from listening to your podcast." No, I think he still listens. Oh, I think it was just off social media for a while. We all were today. Yeah. That's all I got. He says for the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> what else well, you got? You guys got something to comment on. Um. I'm topicked out. I got nothing. That feels like a good set of topics. Next week, then. You got it. Smoke Maniunk. Smoke like a sultan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Better believe it. I'm still waiting for the other four endings. Oh, that's it, man. All right. Okay. Next week, guys. Yeah, Have cheers. a good one. See you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.